Hey, After Buzzers, we are talking episode five of Life Sentence, West Side Story. Stella meets Pippa, Mom Spills the Beans, and the creators of the show are here with us, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. I've grown, but I can't wait to go home. I'm on my way. <laughs> I am so excited. I love the lights. It's true. We should be having margaritas. I know. This is going from an after show to a party. We're so excited to be here. Hey, guys. What's up? I'm your host, Carla Belchin. I am so excited to talk about tonight's episode. I'm joined by my lovely ladies. Hi, guys. My name is Suzanne Quast, and I'm super excited. Um, Erin is not only one of my friends, but she also was one of my acting coaches. Oh, so nice. I'm so excited. Yes. yes. And nice. I'm also super psyched to finally meet Rich. <laughs> oh, my God. You've never met Rich no. before? No. That's weird. I know. I lurk around in the periphery of your social media. That's true. <laughs> my social media or my social group? Both. Yeah. It's I'm, I just like to look. Hashtag cream. He likes yeah. to lurk. He's lurking. Yeah. Wow. I'm a Lovelace. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. It's okay. I'm just reintroducing myself for the fifth week, right? Yes. I'm Monique Lovelace, and I'm super excited to have our guest today. We're already having so much fun. That's right. I know. Seriously, I'm so excited. We have <clears throat> so much to cover tonight. Like I said... Stella meets Pippa tonight, mm. and Mom spills the beans about Aiden, and the creators of Life Sentence are right here with us. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Um, we have a couple of questions for you guys, so um, we should have you guys first of all introduce yourselves, and then we'll get started. Hello. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where to look. Is there somewhere the to look? Like right 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 right. Oh, it's like yeah. up there. I think oh, we hi. should maybe address the matching outfits. Yes. Yes. You know, I, it's like we, we could go one yeah. or the other. It's like Abercrombie-ish or it could be like where farmers meet. You know, well, I can't. Well, we leave, we're actually popping over to the next studio to make an amazing race audition. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so we just thought we color coordinated that. I really nice. thought mine yeah. was like cooler, you know, but it's definitely. I'm sorry, are you saying that mine isn't cooler? Now <laughs> you can say that as a reference point. Yes, as a reference point. No, well, I'm Erin Cardillo and I'm Richard Keith. And we are the creators of Life Sentence, and we like to match clothes, apparently. <laughs> Actually, this happens to us all the time. We uh, show up to things, and we're, you know, randomly wearing matching clothes. We used to carpool, and a couple times I came down from our old apartment and got in the car, and Aaron just looked at me like, no, go change. I was like, you have to go change. <laughs> go change. <laughs> it's too weird to go to meetings and, like, be wearing the same shirt. Or, right. you guys, I don't know, it's like a memorable impression. <laughs> or it's That's a thing. You know, yeah. or great yes. thing, the great minds think alike. That's right. I think I like that one. I think it's the mm-hmm. great minds think alike, mm-hmm. and I also think that you guys have been working for some time now. How long have you guys been co-writers for? Uh, we I think we wrote our first script in 2012. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. you guys met at Warner's, right? Is that how did then the yes. first collaboration actually yeah. happen? Yeah, so we met at Warner Laughlin Studios, where I used to teach and where I met Suzanne. Um, but we met there when I was a student back in 2002, yeah. and you mm-hmm. were also a student. Uh, we were both actors before we were writers, and sort of writing on the side for years, and then um, the writing kind of took off, and we just went down that path, you know. But it's it's. Yeah. Yeah, we were writing features separately, and we had sent each other scripts to read just sort of to 
maybe impress each other to give notes. Or <laughs> I think actually she sent me hers. I read it and then I sent her mine because I was like, I hope she thinks it's good too. So we started giving each other notes and then I had had an idea for a TV pilot and just um, I came from a sketch background and I really always liked writing jokier stuff with a partner. I just found it more fun and less sort of like, oh God, how do I put four jokes on one page? So I had an idea and I brought it to Aaron. Yeah. We wrote that together and then still kind of were writing on our own separately mm-hmm. and the stuff that we were doing together just sort of ended up getting more attention and sort of leapfrogging ahead. So yeah. we started on a lark and then it just sort of took off. And then how does that work? Does somebody actually, do you guys sit in a room together and write? Does somebody write and then send it to edit? How do you guys yeah, work? Yeah, well, we definitely spend... The hardest part about writing is breaking the story, like yeah. figuring out what the story is going to be mm-hmm. and outlining everything. So we mm-hmm. do all that together in the same room. So we can cry next to each other. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. It's so it's really hard. sad. But the, the good thing about it, though, is when you're writing with a partner and you know that you're going to have to follow the outline to write a script, you yeah. actually take the time to outline. Because when I was writing mm-hmm. on my own, I'd be like, yeah, this scene's about this thing. And then, you know, I'd write myself like a sketchy outline and then I'd get to writing the scenes and be like, I don't know how to write this scene. And so it takes five times longer because you didn't really outline it. So when you write together, you outline really specifically. And then um, Rich usually takes the first pass on stuff and then sends it to me and I just like change everything. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, true. She leaves my name on the title page. I leave his name on the title nice. page. I leave him a right. joke or two. Yeah. yeah. But I do another pass. A lot of prepositions. On top of that. And usually I'm just like, Rich, why did you change this from the outline? Which often happens. Yeah. Although it's just He's it like, I had a lark, and sometimes it's great. And um, and sometimes... No, I'm just kidding. And then um, and then we would do the last pass together, generally. Got it. Although, How, yeah. under the rigors of TV production, sometimes we didn't get to on, on this show. Yeah, that's true. On our last show. But yeah, in an ideal environment, we outline together, we swap the draft back and forth, and mm-hmm. then do sort of the last pass together and sort of act it out loud. Um, until we had an office, we did it in Aaron's dining room, much to the dismay of her neighbor's. Who yeah. our, our last show, Significant Mother, was sort of like a, sex, a raunchy sex comedy. I saw it, yeah. So her neighbors thought she was a freak. <laughs> and it was so funny. We'd be screaming at each other about like you know like acting out the scenes and being like, "Why did you put that dildo there?" And uh, like I was oh. like, "My windows are open and there's neighbors. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening." That's well, so oh yeah. So how did you guys c- uh, create this? Oh, actual show. Yeah. <laughs> that was going to be my question. Um, so Aaron and I, like I said, were writing features separately. And the feature I sent her was basically one of these now genre films that's like a romantic cancer dramedy. And so it was like boy meets girl, boy gets girl, boy loses girl to cancer, but finds out something wonderful about himself in the process. Mm-hmm. So we'd written, I'd written that like six or eight years ago. And after Significant Mother came and went, Aaron and I looked at maybe trying to direct it. And when we reread it, we realized that since I'd written it, it sort of became derivative of other movies that were written after, but actually got made. Like Fault in mm, Our Stars yeah. and, you know, I mean, there's countless. Me, Earl, the Dying Girl, mm, 50-50. And so we, yeah, there were a lot of them. Yeah, so we just, you know, we were talking about the premise but we, we liked still it. Liked. We liked the idea of it, but we were also realizing that the the female character is this manic pixie dream girl, you know, that is exists really only in a boy's mind. <laughs> You know, right. that perfect yeah. girl who comes into your life and you fall in love, but then she dies. So you don't have to commit. 
you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's, <laughs> what, that's what boys dream about. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm just kidding. But I can say right. I'll commit, but then I don't have to. Yeah, but then you don't have to. So it's really easy for them, for, you know, young men. So anyway, we were talking about that. and I think Aaron made that exact comment and we started comment. laughing. We started and we laughing like, like, yeah. Yeah, what if they, you know, at the end of my movie they got married and then she passed away. And we were like, what if you just came back? And she was like, oh, yeah, that, that's gone now. Yeah, I'm just so like, forever and just got a whole lot longer. Die. Now yeah. we're just married. Let's go to Target. You I'm know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it yeah, it's going to be weird. It's different when you are, um, when it's actually forever than when it's this romantic idea of forever. And I think Rich and I had just, around that time that we were talking about it, we were both newly married to other people and talking about marriage and how you terrifying know, it. No, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> we both had these, I love you, honey. We both had these really romantic courtships because he and I are both romantics. We wrote when we were writing on our own, we were writing romantic comedy mostly and, um, and found spouses who are also into that world. So when we tell our story, you know, of how we fell in love, it sounds so perfect and whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, you get married and life continues and mm-hmm. you have to pay bills and figure stuff out. And You're making it sound so romantic. Negoti- no, it's, you make I mean, it, you but make, it's true, yeah. but that's the it's reality. True. The reality yeah. is that, you know, you have moments of romance, of course, but it doesn't, it's not just a movie. Life is not a movie. So maybe you had that for a couple months when you were falling in love, but then after that, you have to deal with reality. So we thought this was sort of a heightened way to uh, discuss what we were going through. And I think, too, you know, I mean, falling in love the first time is easy compared to marriage, where you have to fall in love every single day Mm. with somebody that you're getting to know better and better, for better and for worse. Mm -hmm. And so we just thought that that there was actually a more interesting love story in somebody that was able to wake up and fall in love with someone over and over again rather than just once when everything was easy. Yeah, which is really this episode. Yeah, that's true. This episode, yeah, episode kind of really put all of that into what you just said, which is great. And it's funny because Stella was like, let's have this big romantic, we're going to Paris idea. And then the reality of life really sort of yeah, set Paris in. Paris was not really what she thought it was when, <laughs> when she... Uh, went back and heard Wes's side of the story. Right. And, and that always yeah. appealed to us when mm-hmm. we had this notion of this story sort of around the time we were writing the pilot. It was one of the few episodes we kind of knew we wanted to do and we toyed around with whether it would be earlier or later in the season. But just this notion that, you know, you you have these memories of how you fell in love and what that means to you. But does that matter? You know, at the end of the day, if Wes is still there and he still loves her and is still committed does it matter why he was in Paris? Does it matter mm-hmm. that he loves somebody else mm-hmm. first? Because, you know, with marriage, you, we talk about this a lot, but, you know, it, it's not about who you are in love with right now. It's who you're going to end up with forever. And so I think, you know, for Stella to overcome that idealized notion of romance and, and realize that everybody that came before her led him here. And if if she wants to be with him now and loves him for who he is, then she has to accept who he was as well. Right, right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I'm just like, I'm like, I need to take notes on all of this. (laughs) I actually do. Like, you guys have some really profound quotes. This is all really good dating advice. (laughs) Right. So, did the CW come to you guys, or did you guys go to them? We went to them. We actually pitched this show to like five or six different places, and two places wanted it. CW being one of them, and um. We had worked with CW before, and we really liked, uh, you know, collaborating with them. And so that was sort of an easy thing for us just to 
to go with to go with them. As far as tone, was it difficult to sort of navigate doing this dramedy? Because how much of it's drama, how much of it's comedy? Yes. Yes. It was really it was every really day. Tough. It's still tough. It's, you watch episode now, and you you second guess like, should this have been more serious? Should this have been funnier? Yeah, episode five is much more serious than mm-hmm. some of the other episodes mm-hmm. have been. It's fabulous. It's one of our the, the trailer. Yeah, but the trailer is just like. The trailer is like crying. so dark and crying. And then he and just turns like... into dust and decomposes because <laughs> he's been crying so hard. But oh I do God. think the show took a minute to figure out. We t- it took a minute to figure out what the tone was. I mean, we wrote the pilot. The pilot was much more comedic. And then we hired a director who was a much more dramatic director. So when mm-hmm. he shot it, um, we looked at the foot. I mean, we were there, so we knew that we had comedic takes of a lot mm-hmm. of the things, but when he did his edit, it was a drama. Like, I think he more was attracted to the darker side of it, and we were like, oh, but there was comedy, and we, you know, we should do that too. And then Bill, <laughs> and then Bill Lawrence, who was our, um, our, you know, uh, pod, our, yeah. produ- our uh, production company, I should say, um, he... Uh, came in to edit and turned it back into a comedy but left a lot of what Lee had directed uh, the drama and then all of a sudden the tone you know appeared it kind of appeared as we were doing the pilot and we were like oh this is what it is and then we started writing towards that but there was I think it takes it's funny because we have five episodes now and everybody should stream them on the CW app. Binge watch. Yes. Over, over, haven't started. And then watch them again binge. in the background while you're doing laundry. Yeah, and then just turn keep them on binging for your dogs. them because we need <laughs> while you're gone, dogs them on love this we show. Need streaming numbers. But keep binging uh, the first five. But I really think the show starts to hit its stride at last night's episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it finds... Um, Everything in the first couple episodes are really about dealing with the aftermath of mm. this news and this change of change of perspective. And then in episode five, stuff starts happening to them now. You know, they were sort of dealing with what happened in the pilot for a couple episodes, and now is where the drama of the season kind of kicks in. Um, and the tone as you as we move forward becomes a lot more solid. You know, sometimes shows just yeah, as it, you're developing them with 50 people collaborating, yeah. it takes a second to like get it going. I bet that would be difficult to have tons of people's input. Oh my god! And yeah. especially when you're dealing with literally a drama and a comedy, it's not like yeah, and, and, and it, figuring and it out. Well, if you look at like This Is Us, which is a little more serious, I think, than we are, and their some of their subject matter gets a little darker, um, but they. You know, it, it took them a while, I think, to figure out exactly what it was going to be because you want it to be funny to undercut some of the like treacly, overly melodramatic moments, mm-hmm. but you also don't want that comedy to invalidate those moments. And sort of figuring out what that balance is is tricky. I mean, I know yeah. Lee, our pilot director, we loved because he sort of saw this deeper layer that we were hoping he could find, and he did. But Bill was, or uh, Bill Lawrence was joking that when, after we shot the pilot. Going into it, he would have said Lucy was going to cry one time. And if you'd asked wow. Lee, he would have said, oh, yeah, no, like a thousand times. She's going to cry like a thousand in times. In every scene. In <laughs> slow motion, and I'm going to film it all. And, that's just gonna be the <laughs> and so we filmed her crying a thousand times. Uh, and then we cut 990 <laughs> of those out. Um, we landed at about, you know, 10, ten. times. But I think that was part of the why the show was tricky to find in the first few episodes is 
we really wrote the tone of the show in post. So to come into the writer's room and say, we're going to now write a script that matches a show that we didn't write that sort of script took a while because when you're sitting around trying to brainstorm, you know, you, you don't necessarily know, should we be thinking of funny things and building drama around it? Should we be thinking mm. of really dramatic stuff and finding weird comedy within? And so that took us, I think, a few episodes yeah. to get a handle on But I think that the casting's amazing. I mean, Lucy yeah. is amazing. I literally watch her. She's mm-hmm. so likable. She's believable. She's unbelievable. And She's her narration she throughout the show is really phenomenal. Oh, I think yeah. there's a, only a few shows that can do narration and it actually works. And for Agreed. this one, it's definitely one of them. Oh, thank, thank you. you. And yeah. then, did you guys come up with that? Obviously, but when did that come in? Voiceover. Yeah, you know, I think Bill suggested we do voiceover, but that came. I mean, that Bill mentioned a little show he pilot. did called Scrubs, and he's yes, like, you know, Scrubs. he's like, you know, voiceover worked pretty well on my hit show Scrubs. That was a hit. Was, yeah, mm-hmm. and we're uh, like, oh, that's cool. But it was a good way for us to have her. She's such an optimistic person, and so the character of Stella is so optimistic, and and so trying to hold everything together as it's falling apart so it's fun to see her like being like everything's great and then yeah. in her head she's like no we're not really yeah you know? right it's fun yeah. to get that it makes it more relatable yeah. yeah and i think for us you know we we and the network and studio wanted an unabashedly optimistic character in stella and our hope was and i think we do it well sometimes other times not as well but to try to use the voiceover to show underneath that she's not mm-hmm. as naive as she seems on the surface, but that her mm-hmm. naivete is just her way of trying to be positive for the people she cares about. But underneath it, she's not like a, a dullard or or a rube who doesn't know yeah. how the world works fully. Yeah. And it's funny because as we went on to in this series, Stella became a little more three dimensional because she grows up yeah. over the yeah. course of this, season yeah, one. This episode was very she really like grows up. the yeah. pinnacle of I think. Like you said, now we come into the point where we're actually seeing what's going on with everyone mm-hmm. and not just exploring the aftermath of... Right. And it's happening to her. I think yeah. to your point is, yeah. you know, the first few episodes, it's the fallout of what's it's going on with family. the family. She wants to fix them. And now problems literally come to her door and she can't <laughs> she can't just look at them through rose-colored glasses yeah. anymore and act like th- that she can deal with it another day. So yeah. we actually, as time went on, started using voiceover like less and less because as she became a more three-dimensional mm. character and could say or you know think what mm-hmm. she was really experiencing we didn't need the contrast as right. much right they yeah. did so, that in sex in the city too yeah so. you kind of mm-hmm. like it kind of goes i mean it doesn't go away it's still yeah. in all the episodes but it's only there in key moments moving forward whereas it in the pilot and the second episode it was a lot more uh, present. Yeah. yeah. Well, this episode was so good. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Yeah. I'm really appreciative for you guys being here. Um, before we move on to cover the show, I want to go ahead and let you guys know that you can have more fun and learn and grow in all areas of your life. Um, we have a podcast for you guys. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister you've always wanted. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment and when you do let maria know that it was us life sentence who sent you there once again it's conversations with maria menounos podcast edition 
Check it out. I'm signing up right now. <laughs> yes, exactly. So he's signing up right now. Oh you guys should sign up right now. Which yes. is really good at social media. We've yes. heard. So yes. if you guys want to tweet him, he will personally respond. <laughs> he will. And it's not even a joke. I it's definitely, not even a joke. Yeah, will. we live tweet the show with the cast. The whole cast is really close, and it's really nice. Anybody who's in town, we have all been getting together and live tweeting the show, and Rich grilled last yeah, night. Yeah, last night I made burgers. Exciting. Oh, nice. <laughs> and, um, you didn't bring any to the studio. No. I know. I'm sorry. No. Dale Burgers didn't feel like I know. the right, it didn't feel like the right way guess. to say hello. <laughs> if you, if you, if you yeah. put a piece of cheese yeah. on it and pop it in the microwave, it may just that's be true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Hey, nice to meet you. This was fresh yesterday for somebody else, but you probably would like it. <laughs> but yes, but Rich tends to... Um, Tweet back to a lot of people. So I like if to you're engage interested people. in tweeting about the show, this is your guy. Yeah. <laughs> if you tweet to Lucy, I'll answer. <laughs> Lucy answers a lot. She does answer people, a lot. Which is actually I did, really Somebody cool today was mad at me because Lucy was rightfully so promoting that she was um, on Celebrity Medium last night. Oh, yeah. At the same time as our oh, show. That's so cool. And I was like, hey, you should probably watch our show first and then this one. <laughs> and a bunch of people, uh, well, like two people or three people, mad. got really mad at me and were like, why is this guy shaming Lucy and trolling her feed? And like, <laughs> oh, no. And they were so mad at me. She, they were like, all he does is like hang outside of a grocery store with like, like a homeless person begging people to watch the show. And I was like, if it would get people to watch the show, so I, I absolutely would do, would do yeah. that. I will make a little sign. But you guys have to know that Rich is just really sarcastic. <laughs> and so a lot of times he writes back. And if people take what he writes on Twitter literally, like yeah. he's doing it with like a serious face, then it's going to have a weird <laughs> context. But if you knew that he was sort of just Joking. messing Well, around. generally, if I engage somebody, that, I like to engage as many people as we can just because our jobs in this show exist because people care about it. And so I think yeah. mm-hmm. when I was young and sort of wanting to be a writer and was, I mean, like, I liked Dawson's Creek so much that I made a fan website back in the day. Like, wow. I learned that's like, super fan. I was a super fan. Wow. I made an animation. And now you're like, here, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, right. So, but I, I've been in in those, in the viewer's shoes and, and when creators interacted with me, I, yeah, I very much very appreciated cool. it. Oh, okay. So I try to do it from a positive point of view always, even if people are negative about the show. I try to respond with positivity. I've also found, especially in a divided political environment, people like to just say stuff into Twitter like there's no one in there, like it's this You're empty right. void. Yeah. And right. you can just say your meanest thoughts or your most off the cut. Like people write stuff down and share it with the world that they probably shouldn't say out loud in their own house they when they're alone. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Yeah. And so I just like to write, you know, they, they shout into the void and then I just write back, like, hey, I'm in here, I hear you. <laughs> so, You're validated. And then yeah. they're like, it's... somebody, it was so funny, somebody at one point wrote something that was like, you know, like, I just can't get into the show or something and Rich was like, like, oh, that sucks, man. Well, but good luck with whatever you're <laughs> oh, watching I, I like or something. Tell, yeah. And he wrote back, and the guy that wrote this very kind of, like, harsh thing was like, oh, cool. Like, thanks for writing to me. And Rachel's <laughs> like, sure, thanks for, you know, hashtagging our show, because whatever. You know, but it was, like, this funny thing where the guy was, like, it was really mean, and then Rich just sort of was like, God go with God. And yeah. he was like, oh, right. I like you. I mean, and there's so many positive people that are fun to interact with, but there was somebody who was just like, this is, that didn't like the show and just was like, this show is awful. It's, it's going to get canceled tomorrow. Right. And I wrote back, 
oh my god you're totally right I should probably sign up to drive Uber do you know I how I do it. that yeah. Yeah. and she wrote back with the link to we're sign up and drive Uber she's funny I know I was we like should we should hire her to ride our staff also if anybody needs a ride home after I am driving Uber just in case it's a great company they're very nice to me well maybe we should bring her on the show and have her date Aiden because Aiden told his mom that he was dating or not dating but in yeah, a way no, no, yeah, he was with Lauren how do we feel about that so mom found out that Aiden was with Lauren and mom spills the beans and tells the dad what do you guys think about that I mean I, Aiden. Didn't. I mean <laughs> what do you expect he's Did been with all the moms He's been with all. The, he's, he has he been all with, with all the moms, yeah. but now he's on the sorority girls and stuff. He's already had that. Yeah, his mom did not hold that secret for she very didn't. long. No, no. no. Like, so we yeah. saw mom At being all. jealous right away. She calls Lauren a hooker, which Lauren does not look like a hooker. She looks like a. 12th grade teacher and she looks super nice really smart very well put together and then mom's like she's a hooker so although she, she was buying Adderall so. she was buying but that doesn't make you a but hooker. that doesn't yeah. make you yeah. those, are, those are not mutually gateway. exclusive yeah. that, that might be the gateway alright yeah. I missed that scene from Pretty Woman where was the Adderall scene in Pretty Woman I, know. I feel like that's the gateway to an insane mother like yeah. your mom is taking Adderall cause you're getting on her nerves so. <laughs> yeah yeah. I mean, look, I feel like this is really interesting because it had to happen because now Aiden and um, and the dad can't live together and be friends. Mm-hmm. Like this sort of now he has to put on his father hat. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And that's actually the, you know, for the next couple episodes, that's the balance that those two are. You know, there was in episode three. We had so much fun sort of oh, great. playing with um, Aiden and Peter becoming friends. Like, Aiden yeah. takes Peter out to try to, you know, introduce him to women. And Crazy Stupid loves him. Yeah. And, and also then, being the same person, because you they their costumes were, well, their costumes, but their wardrobe was the same. When they yeah. were drinking the beer, it was at the same time. Just yeah, a lot of the lot, different. They have a lot in common <laughs> and also are very contentious, which I think is... You know, similar to parents. I think parents that are contentious with their kids tend to have more in common with them. You're like, I recognize in you all the stuff that I messed up in my life, Mm -hmm. and I want you not to make those mistakes because we are the same, and I can prevent it from happening for you. But you know that your kids have to have to go through it themselves. They're not just going to like listen to you because you were like, I was you. No kid wants to. No kid's going to be like, oh, really? Okay, well, then I won't do anything that you don't want me to do. Like, yeah, that's right. And we also, we saw another part in this episode where the dad talks to Stella because Stella met Pippa this episode. Yeah. She yeah. did. She met I mean, Pippa. I thought it was so disrespectful that she showed up to their door like that. <laughs> and not only yeah. that, but she was super yeah. like, polite, and then she even said they could be friends. I was yeah. like, oh, hell no. no. I'm like, Stella, no, no friends. But her accent is so adorable. You're just, it you, is. you, you yeah. can catch yourself thinking, like, maybe we should be friends. No, 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 no. I didn't feel that maybe we should be friends. I was like, um, I would have kicked her out. I'd been like, see you later. I don't. Yes. <laughs> I was like, no, I was Stella not did, feeling. Stella did great with that, like she whole, because she was like, oh, I think you guys should get on a good note. Um, I don't know. I feel like he should be able to feel however he wants to feel. And Pippa, 
I cannot believe her. Like, how dare you? Yeah, what do you yeah. guys think of Pippa? I mean, like, just as a character. Like, I, I liked her. I did too. Yeah. I did too. Yeah, oh, yeah. She's yeah. hard not to like. Yeah. Like, you get the attraction. You're like, oh, that's who he was married yeah. to. That's yeah. tough. Yeah. yeah. That was from Bart They're very different, also. Yeah, yeah Stella and Pippa. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that was something we talked about in the room a lot, and I think Aaron and I are big proponents of this in, in everything we write that it's easy to have a good guy and a bad guy or a good girl and a bad girl and to vilify someone is very easy but we thought it would be so much more complicated if this woman turned up who yes. Stella should hate and she's perfectly lovely. She's really not. Yeah. It's, it's a much larger dilemma. If you just hate her right away then you just shut the door and say get out of here. But if she's lovely and it's more complicated then if you're a decent person like we like to think Stella is it makes it a harder situation to deal with and a harder thing to sort of come to, come to grips with and we even talked too you know and as the season goes on, I think this this seed of doubt will continue to grow in Stella's head. But, you know, mm-hmm. is is Stella the right woman for Wes? And now that she's seen who Wes was going to <laughs> yeah. be with... What do you with, mean? That was the tea right yeah. there. Yeah. But, 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 but I, think what, I think that's, you know, because she's been well, in such a sheltered situation. About, yeah. You know, yeah. Like was... If he loved her and me and we're so different, which one was the right choice for him? Yeah. And yeah. if mm-hmm. I wasn't dying... Would he have wanted to be with a girl like me when Forever. this is everything yeah. he wanted mm-hmm. up until you know just before he met yeah. me? Yeah, exactly. And the right. fact that he omitted that, yeah. like that's sort of a. I mean, and in yeah. a relationship, how much do you share? I mean, you yeah. would think that that is something to share, but then again, she was dying. dying so mm-hmm. it, right. why would you then address right. that? And then it's like, when was has been a good time so far to sort of bring something to say like I lied that. to you? To that. Right. Yeah. That. yeah, and that's you know that comes up in episode two when Stella when she finds out that Wes didn't tell her about Pippa in the first place. Mm-hmm. She was like, well, when were you going to tell me? And it's like, well, it, you first you were dying, and then you were better, and it's like, when is a good time? Yeah. You, know, right. you, were, you were better, and then so much time had gone by that was saying like, oh, yeah, by the way, I was in love before and lied to you about that because I was trying to make your last couple months really nice. Yeah. Like, do we need to get into it now, or mm-hmm. is too much time? You know, when you tell a lie and too much time has passed... It's really weird to tell it then. Yeah, you you're know? absolutely. Well, it seems right. like then so. you're telling the truth for a reason versus just right. like, oh, I probably should have told you this before. Yeah. yeah. Do we see more Pippa or is she gone? Is she gone? She, well, she moved to San Francisco. So. Yeah, yeah, she's San Francisco. That's my. That does close. She did move close. That does not mean anything. A flight away. That that. Nashville, Oregon doesn't exist, so it could be very close to San Francisco. Yeah, I don't know. It could be on the border. Yeah, it's not a real town. No, but. Um, yeah, she's close by, so stay tuned. Well, yeah. I thought this and was interesting too. You said uh, the first thing you fight about in a relationship is the thing you will always fight about. Like yeah. that is so. I was like, gosh, mm. that's so true. It is and then true. this is going to be the thing that they're that, going like, to yeah, yeah. fight about. Sort of like forever. we weren't completely honest at the beginning. And can you really sustain a, a marriage? Actual forever versus eight month forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. when it's built on lies, even well intentioned lies, you can't really commit to someone you don't know. Yeah. And that's the struggle that they're going to be facing the second half of the season. Yeah. yeah. Which should take us to some predictions now. I think like uh-huh. we're starting some sort of predictions here. So. Right. <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to have a sip of water. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so some quick predictions. Stella and the Doctor. 
Well, yeah, we already kind of saw that stuff ah. happens. No, well, no, so no. no she in her dreams. I mean, her Stella, right. I understand does it, that. Does it happen in real life? Yes or no? No. Yes. I think yes. there may be a. Kid. Does it happen in oh, real life? Yes. Or no? <laughs> right. I tried to be super. I couldn't believe that they told you guys that much in the trailer. I was like, oh, that's... Yeah. They did make it clear in the trailer that it was a dream. They did. They did. They did. But I feel like I'm reading between the lines what you just said and. I feel like they may kiss, but I think that that is going to be as far as it goes. Yeah. Okay. How about Pippa? Does Pippa come back or does she, is she gone forever? No. I think Pippa's going to slide back in. (laughs) I think so too. Does Pippa come back? (laughs) Slide in the DM. I think there's some, you know, here's what I would say. Predictions going on. I don't like to spoil stuff, but the internet does exist. So there are some, Agreed. There are clips. You can IMDB exists. So you can okay. see if people return. Oh, that's oh true. yes, we can. Yes. Yes. We will go. The IMDB yes. has been wrong. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because now it's a paid service yes. from Amazon, they so did. you can lie on it. For a minute, so I think they said yeah. the dad was on the theater every episode. Yeah. So they messed up. Yes. And you guys also said in an interview that there's a big event in episode six that kicks off the second part of the season. Yeah. It's dealing with a big family issue. Family crisis. So, Christ, could you guys elaborate? <laughs> I, I think we can loosely because it was not covered in the trailer at all. Okay, yeah. And, okay. I, and I think it just, right. I, I think. Don't tell too much because it wasn't covered in the trailer, probably because they didn't want it to be too much covered in the trailer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, we can say this. It's something that it it is um, an outgrowth of um, Peter finding out that Aiden. Uh, sells Adderall. Okay. Mm. So there's something between them. The situation escalates. The situation escalates. Okay. Oh. For well. and Peter, and it ripples throughout the entire family. Ooh, oh. that. Well, we are so excited to watch the next episode, I know, which brings us to, to wait. A, you we have to wait, which brings us to our weeks. news of tonight. Yes. We have some news to cover. So, Monique sent us a text today. Very sad text. I know. So, life sentence is being... uh, So, we won't have life sentence for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be coming back with a new day and a new time. It's going to start airing on Fridays at 9 p.m. So, same time. Same time, new night. But life sentence will still be here. There's still five more episodes. Uh, no. For the season? Eight more. Eight more episodes. So yeah. there's eight more episodes. Eight more episodes. Eight more episodes. We have so much more We've to cover. So, yeah. yeah. Instead of using it to help you get through the middle of your week, now it's something you can watch to celebrate getting through the week. Yes, perfect. That's amazing. It's part of There you go. Is well, it going to be a season yeah. two? Do we have we some? We don't know. I don't okay. hope it so. depends on how many people start streaming this stuff. Yes. Everyone streams. Well, if you have download the CW app, it's free. Watch. You can binge watch. It There's is. five episodes out there already and we have eight more to come so thank you guys so much for joining us it was a pleasure having you guys and thank you for sharing everything that (laughs) even though there wasn't a lot in my prediction but we really appreciate you guys coming (laughs) in (laughs) and the day says hello Oh, hello. Oh, hi, she's lovely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, she was on her. the second, third episode. <laughs> oh, I was going to, was she in the studio? Was she no, in LA? she was oh. on Skype. Oh. oh, my gosh. She's fantastic. We're living in the future. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hi, Nitesh. <laughs> well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I am your host, Carla Beltran. You can follow me on Instagram at I am Carla Beltran, on Twitter at Carla Beltran with an R at the end. And don't forget to follow AfterBuzz TV on all social media networks at AfterBuzz TV. And you can follow me on all <laughs> social media at Suzanne Quast. And I'm Anika Loveless, and you can follow me follow me everywhere at Miss Mo Loveless, and that's M S, not M I S S, M S Mo Loveless. And where can they find you guys on social media, uh, Instagram, yeah, Twitter? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Aaron Cardillo. And I'm on both at Rich Keith K E I C H. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much one more time for joining us, and we will see you guys in two weeks. Yay! Yay! Ciao. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! <laughs> Views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 